Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to a new week. Glad you could join us here. If this podcast has helped you, if you would take a screenshot, share it on your social media. We appreciate it. That's how we've continued to grow. So thank you so much. I want to read to you from John chapter 14 and verse 15. I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit. You know, God uh, gave us, has never given us anything we don't need, but gave us one of the greatest gifts in, in the person of the Holy Spirit when Jesus ascended. And I'm going to read in verse 15. He says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments and I will ask the father and he'll give you another helper. You know, that word helper could be translated. Some translations will say counselor. Some will say comforter. Some says advocate. And so it's one who comes alongside to help. He's a helper. Helper really probably is the best word because comfort's one aspect and advocate's really good. Counselor's um, good too. But you get this picture of this one that got this personal uh, this personal helper or advocate, almost like a personal assistant, but more than that, really like a personal director. <laughs> when uh, maybe is that right? Personal director, yeah, because he's he's leading us towards. He knows better than we do. We're not here to. He's not here to run our errands, but he's the one that leads us to God. And it says, and and to be with you forever, he'll give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of Truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. You know, up until that time, the Holy Spirit was in Jesus. And so they they were around the work of the Holy Spirit. They could see, they could see, and Jesus said, I don't see anything unless I, I don't do anything unless I first see my father do it. So they could see the following, how Jesus followed the Holy Spirit. It must have been interesting for the disciples, you know, to wake up and Jesus didn't didn't always do things the same way. You know, if there was this like, if there was, Jesus did follow a format in one sense. He preached, he taught, and he healed. But if you look at the way he healed, you know, he finds one person and he lays hands on them, right? And he finds another blind person, one blind person, he lays hands on their fingers on their eyes. And then he finds another blind person and he speaks the word and their eyes open. And then he finds another blind person and he spits in the ground in the dirt and makes clay and rubs it on their eyes. And then he finds a deaf person. He spits on their tongue, you know, crazy stuff. So you see this, that it was always like, all right, well, what's next? You know, uh, to see it's, it's, you hear of people like Smith Wigglesworth, who the Lord, um, used him great, you know, had an amazing amount of boldness, but just some of the stories that you hear about his life, people who were, he went to a, he was asked to come to a funeral of a dead person, not just to attend the funeral, but to come raise the dead. And so he walked up to the coffin. He picked the man, the Smith Wigglesworth, picked the man out of the coffin and slammed him up against the wall. He's a dead man, slammed him up against the wall and his body just like drooped down to the ground and he stayed dead. He picked him up again. And I don't know what he said, live in Jesus name or whatever, and slammed him up against the wall. And he slid down to the ground. You know about, imagine being the brother or the mother or the the kid to the, to the dead person, you know, people all about dignity and respect and he's over in the UK. So it's even more so. And he just slams the body up against the wall, you know, after the second time, be like, listen, buddy, I don't know. You know, you try that once, but you you keep doing that. You're going to find yourself in trouble with the whole family. And then at the third time he slammed the dead body up against the wall and said, you know, breathe in, you know, whatever, live in Jesus name. And the guy came back to life. The life entered into him on the third try. So you, you think of like, where someone follows the moving of the Holy Ghost and and it calls them out on the water into kind of an unknown territory. 
but that's really where the Lord wants to develop trust. And I don't say that to, um, you know, make you nervous that the Lord's going to make you, you know, p- punch somebody in the stomach. Smith Wigglesworth once punched a lady in the stomach and a stomach tumor disappeared. <laughs> you know, I've had, in, in the times that I've been laying hands on the sick, you know, the Lord's never told me to punch somebody yet. But you, you hear those things and you see where there's the Lord's looking for us just to be yielded to follow the moving of the Holy Ghost, because it's not just a pattern. People love patterns. It's easy. Life becomes easier with patterns. And there are specific things that God gives us to do. But when it comes to the, the when it comes to miracles, when it comes to signs and wonders, the Lord's looking for people to just depend on the Holy Ghost. This is our helper that we can look to to say, okay, where are we going this time? What are we doing this time? You know, and asking the Holy Ghost, and and I believe in this time, in this day and age, the Lord's really looking for people to begin to develop their relationship with the Holy Spirit, to take time and say, Lord, lead me. Holy Spirit, I'm completely dependent on you. You know, I believe much of what happens that, that, that goes on where the Lord helps us, and we don't even really realize that he's doing it. You know, I remember when I would be soul winning, I've been soul winning, you know, one-on-one winning souls since I was a teenager. 13 years old, winning souls one-on-one since then. So the better, you know, the last 20 plus years of my life. And it took me a long time to realize that when I would be talking to someone about the Lord and they'd ask a question or something would come up or a situation in their life. And then all of a sudden I would have a scripture. And I just thought, well, you know, I know enough scripture to do that. But it's the Holy Spirit that was bringing back things to my remembrance. The Bible actually says that the spirit of truth will bring back, Jesus says that he'll bring back the words that I spoke to your remembrance. So, uh, it took me a long time to realize, man, this wasn't just a good memory and, oh, you know, I've got a good mind for that stuff, but that the Holy Spirit, it's like you standing there with cue cards, giving me cue cards, what I need at the right moment for the word to impact someone's life. It's no different now. Now that I'm preaching full time, it's no different. I, I minister and I have a scripture that I go with and then the Lord will give me, you know, remind me of a story that I heard. You know, the Holy Spirit will give me analogies that I don't think of. There's times where I've like studied analogies. I've bought book a book on analogy and I've been reading it and like trying to formulate good analogies for my preaching, which is fine to do. You can take time and, and improve your improve on your craft like that. But the best analogies that I use, the Holy Spirit gives me while I'm preaching and it'll just come to me and I'll be like, man, I'll even sometimes say it like I'll finish, I'll preach and I'll give an analogy. I'm like, man, that's a good analogy, <laughs> you know. I was I was preaching the other day about, about um healing in healing school. And uh, maybe if there's people my age, you'll know which movie I'm talking about. But I was saying how healing doesn't belong to us. Healing, healing, Jesus purchased us back from sin and sickness. And so healing doesn't belong to us. It, we, healing has no part of our life. And I said, man, I saw this movie when I was a teenager. And there were these two like two party guys. And they had this roommate, this older guy who just slept on their couch. And, and, uh, one day, one of them was like, man, so how long is Jim going to live here for? And his other roommate looks at him and goes, bro, I thought, what do you mean? Why are you asking me? I was going to ask you the same thing. He's like, no, isn't Jim your friend? He's like, no, I thought you invited Jim to live here. And so this guy, I guess, during a party had just come and like stayed on their couch and and that one thought it was the other person's friend and the other one thought it was the other person's friend. And I was like, that's what sickness is. Christians realize, man, this guy is not invited to the party. This guy does not, it doesn't belong here. He has no right to be in my home. You kick him out. You kick the devil out. You kick sickness out of your house. And I gave that analogy and I was like, man, that's the way the Lord redeems when you watch a trash movie that you shouldn't watch when you're a teenager. The Lord can use it as a good analogy. But that's the work of the Holy Ghost is that while I'm preaching, 
the Lord will do that. The Lord will bring things back to your remembrance that you need to know. You know, there's been times and many of you have experienced it, but they'll be, you'll be leaving the house and the Lord will remind you, oh, grab the thing. You know, there's been times where I've walked in just small things where the, where I feel like, let me go, let me grab a water. And I just feel like, grab an extra one. And as I walk out, someone says, a friend says, hey, do you have an extra water? And then, yep, sure do right here. Just little things where the Holy Spirit knows what's coming up. And if you're willing to listen to the voice of God, he'll lead you in the way that you should go. And so you learn to listen. And one of the areas that I found that the Lord will speak the clearest, at least for me when I was learning the voice of God, was in giving. There were days I'd get to church and I'd see a friend and the Lord would say, give them $350. Now that's a specific amount. It's not 250, it's not 500, it's not 300, it's not 400, it's 350. So, hey, you know, text them, hey, I want to give you 350 bucks. And then after service, hey, by the way, um, that's awesome. Uh, they, they'll say to me, that's awesome. I remember this one specifically. It's awesome that you're giving us that, you know, this morning we we needed a laptop. We, uh, we came, my wife and I came into agreement for a laptop for our business. And uh, we need a new laptop and we found one that was on sale for 350 bucks. And we came into agreement and asked the Lord for $350 this morning. And sure enough, there it was. And so you begin to realize I'm hearing clearly from the Lord. So the Lord has given us the Holy Spirit to be a help, but it's up to us to develop a listening ear. And so many people stay busy and stay too busy to where they don't hear the voice of God. And I believe one of the greatest keys in hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit to develop a listening ear is worship. When you come and you take time, because worship's not about you, worship's about the Lord, and you take time to slow down. You can't rush when you're in worship. You can't be like, all right, Lord, I've got four minutes, you know, give me your best shot. Like you have to, Lord, I'm here just to worship you. I've gotten, I just want to tell you that you're awesome and I want to put my eyes on you. And the Lord will begin to speak to you during that time. This is, this is a person, the Holy Spirit's a person that's been given to us as our helper and he's the one to lead us to God. If we keep reading down here, verse 25, it says, These things have I spoken to you while I'm still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. He'll teach you all things. The Holy Spirit is there to teach you. First John chapter 2, I'm going to read verse 20 and then 27. It says, But you have been anointed by the Holy One, and you and you." All have knowledge. And then verse 27 says, But the anointing that you receive from him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should teach you, but is as his anointing teaches you about everything, and is true and is no lie, just as it, is, just as it has taught you, abide in him. So this isn't saying that you don't need anyone to, to, to you don't need teachers or pastors. This is saying that there's th- certain things that you'll figure out by the Holy Ghost. You know, you could encounter somebody and they can be saying all the right things, but the Holy Spirit will say, ah, yeah, there's just something off. That's, you know, the Lord can give you discernment of spirits that you can understand. Ah, you know, they're saying all the right things. It sounds good. But the motive behind what they're saying is wrong. You know, the Lord wants to keep you from the wrong spouse. The Lord wants to keep you from the wrong wife for the, for the men out here out there. If the Lord wants to keep you from the wrong husbands for the women out there. You may look and see someone who chick, who, text, who ticks all the boxes for you, but then something on the inside just doesn't sit right. The Holy Spirit is looking to, to keep you from harm. He's looking to lead you in the way that you should go. When you surrender your life and you say, Holy Spirit, I belong to you. I want your perfect will. I, I don't know. I don't know everything. You know everything. You show me the way that I should go. And that's why praying in tongues is so critical because it's it's actually that we pray out the will of God for our lives. You know, you can be praying, Lord, 
give me this job over here, Lord, I need this promotion. And then you pray in tongues and the Holy Spirit says, don't give him that promotion. Give him, you know, that's going to take him away from the, 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 the plan that God has for his life. Don't give him that promotion. Let him find this job over on the other side. Lord, I want to be married to that person. You know, I know that person's my wife. And then you pray in tongues. And, and the Holy Spirit's praying through you. No, Lord, that's not the one. She's a devil. She's going to lead him astray. She's, she's, a, she's bad news. And so the Lord will keep you. And so the Holy Spirit is waiting for you to call on him. And a lot of it just starts with saying, Lord, I'm so dependent on you. Because whether you know it or not, you are. If he's the one, he's our teacher, then what do we do without him? Where do we go without him? How do we know what to do without him? We don't. But he'll teach you and he'll guide you into all truth. We're so dependent on the Holy Spirit. And so for us, more than ever now, let it be something that you say, Lord, I want to begin to talk to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I want to develop a, a hearing ear so that I can hear exactly what you want me to do. Many people are tossed around by what other people do. Oh, this person's praying for an hour a day, so I need to pray for an hour a day. There's nothing wrong with following those who through faith and patience have inherited the promises. But there's things the Lord wants you to do. There's, there's, there's times where your friends are you know, going and hanging out, and the Lord wants you to pray. And then there's times where everyone's doing something, and the Lord says, hey, I need, you need to go do this. You, you'll find you get married. And there's times where people are, oh, we're going on a fast, and then the Lord tells you to go on a vacation. <laughs> you know, you, you, you never, the Holy Ghost wants to lead you. And so there's no substitute for developing a listening ear to the voice of the Holy Spirit. He wants to lead you and guide you and show you things to come. And so as you decide in your heart today, this Monday morning, I'm, or whenever you're listening to this, I'm choosing to start in, in greater than I have been. We can all go to another level. Lord, every day, Holy Spirit, lead me. I depend on you. Every time you get to minister, Lord, speak. You, you know the way that things need to go. You know the way that, that, that things need to go. You know who needs what. Lead me. Let me speak. Let me speak as the oracles of God. The Holy Spirit has a plan for every single day. So ask him, Lord, what's the plan? He'll show you things. You know, he may wake you up and you could be praying and then you could go into a vision. And he could say, hey, take the thousand dollars you have in your bank and put it in this cryptocurrency. And then you do. And then three weeks later, you look and it's from a thousand to 15,000. And, and, and that's the life of the spirit of God. Or it could be, hey, sow this seed over here into this missionary. And then that missionary says, man, this money was due today. And then there's a harvest coming your way. Or the Lord could say, hey, call this person. And when you call them, they're like, man, I, you know, I was just about to take my life. I'm so glad that you called. You never know what it's going to be. So as you say, Lord, I depend on you. Lord, I'm, 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 I belong to you. The Holy Spirit will get, begin to speak and will begin to lead you in the way that you should go. I love you. God bless you. I want to tell you that if you've been pressing into the word of God, I want to tell you that if you've been uh, faithful, that I'm proud of you. I'm glad, I'm glad to call you a brother or a sister in Christ, I'm glad that you're here and that you're serving the Lord with your whole heart. I want to encourage you, don't quit. Don't go back to sin. Don't turn back to your old life. Keep going with the things of God. There's great reward ahead. Don't lose sight of why we're doing this. We're doing this for an eternal reward. Keep your eyes focused on the Lord. There's nothing that's worth taking a step back. Some people may be on the verge of taking a step back because of a decision, and you know that the decision coming up will be you taking a step back. Refuse to take a step back. Instead, honor the Lord and take a step forward towards the Lord and watch what he does. He'll bring you even better than, than you think you could get on your own. 
I love you. God bless you. If you need anything, reach out to us on Instagram. We love you on Facebook. We'll see you soon.